There is a library that exists at the Nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. Welcome to this special spooky episode of the Eternity Archives. My name is Dorka, and I play Zen, the warrior lizard lady, and these are my co-hosts. Hi! Hi. My name is Eva, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, the adorable human office lady, who, for the record, always dresses as a cat for every Halloween. Hey everyone, my name is Bappy, uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Rilda Jaquel, who probably gives out the candy, but also probably if their parents don't make them, they just uh, turn off the front porch light and just play video games all night, so. Today we are going to be playing Anomaly Containment Breach, which we thought was appropriately suitable for our interdimensional library. This game is by Carter Richmond, and Containment Breach, I'm reading from the document here, is a tabletop role-playing game about a supernatural anomaly escaping from a facility where it has been contained by a sinister organization. The library isn't necessarily a sinister organization, your mileage may vary on that, but it is close enough that we are going with it. Says key media touchstones for this genre are the SCP Foundation, the Magnus Archives, Warehouse 13, Maximum Ride, and The Thing, none of which I have seen. But this seems like a spooky <laughs> game, and I think we're going to have some fun with it. You've never read like SCP, like Creepypasta? I am aware of SCP, but I am not like intimately familiar with it. Okay, that's fair. They're pretty fun reads. But there are like 20,000 of them, so I don't have time yeah. for that. I mean, you don't have to read all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do, a, we'll do a That Sounds Right where we just read you SCPs and you have to guess whether the toaster that uh, makes you describe yourself as the toaster is real or not. That one's real, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay, it doesn't sound like I'm really missing anything there. So, um, <laughs> Well, there's challenge. more interesting ones than that one. Anyway, let's get to it. This game we are playing with some six-sided dice and tarot cards. Well, I guess uh, now is the perfect time to dive into the library and uh, see what ooky spooky uh, stuff is about to break out then. So we are in the library. Do we celebrate Halloween in the library? Does Linda make us celebrate Halloween? I think is the actual question. Yeah, Linda absolutely <laughs> makes everyone celebrate Halloween. She um, she bakes cookies. She gets her little cat costume on. She posts flyers everywhere that's like trick or treat. And so the people who have trick or treat um, will come by. Hopefully, um, she has her door open and she makes really bad puns and gets really excited and plays Monster Mash in the background. But I think it probably is completely baffling if you're from a world that doesn't have Halloween. Yeah, Zen does not have Halloween, and I feel like a lot of people in the library don't even need to like dress up in costumes because we're a bunch of freaks already. So Zen's just there in her normal like 
half-dressed state being a giant lizard with heavy weaponry, and that looks enough like a costume to pass. Linda will allow it because Zen is her friend. She tried to explain Halloween and it just did not go over. And so she's like, okay, I'll give you some candy. And she puts a, a Snickers into Zen's hand because I'm assuming Zen doesn't have like a like a pumpkin pail. But maybe Linda does give Zen an extra pair of cat ears. Mm, absolutely. Yes, she does. Rill is in a dragon onesie. Perfect. Linda gives you two Snickers. What about Dumpling? Does Dumpling have a costume? Oh my god, Dumpling's dressed up like a taco. I say that because I got a taco cat costume for my cat, so... That's <laughs> perfect. amazing. That's the cutest thing possible. Linda takes the Snickers from Rill because she remembers that Rill is allergic to nuts, and she gives them to Dumpling and gives Rill... You Ryl... almost killed Rill! Yeah, um... Why are you trying to kill me out of this episode? <laughs> and um, she gives you two really big bags of Skittles instead. Rill shoves a handful of them into their mouth and they're just chewing and it just turns into like a glob of Skittle conglomeration. So uh, while Linda is admiring uh, your costumes and trying to convince Zen to wear the cat ears, suddenly the library goes dark. If this was regular Earth, Linda would have sworn that it was a power cut until she starts hearing what sounds like an alarm klaxon in the distance, and the whole library is lit up with an eerie green glow. Linda looks around nervously to see if either of you have any idea what's going on. In the dark, it kind of looks like the dark library that we visited a few arcs ago. Sort of a twisted mirror of the library that we know and love. This isn't that. It's still much more coherent, but it might stir up some unpleasant memories. Rill is very chill because they think that Linda just organized all this organized together. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, you went through a lot of trouble. How did you even figure out how to turn the lights off and all of that? That's crazy. This one, this one wasn't me. I don't think the whole library's celebrating Halloween. This one, um, I'm not sure about this one, honestly. Oh, well. Our journals start to vibrate all at once. And as we do, we all open them up and see in our own handwriting. Be advised, containment breach. Oh. Mm, The words sound bad, but the lights are green and green means good, right? Well, like lime green means good. This is sort of like a a spooky green. Oh. There are different shades of green. Uh... I would definitely agree this is a spooky green. And I'm going to go ahead and say that, yeah, I agree that the words containment breach are not good. Real curls up into a ball. So what do we do? I think let's draw a card and see what's going on around us and uh, go from there. All right. Do you want to take the first one? I drew the Eight of Cups. Oh, geez. Yeah, this is a this is a rough <laughs> one to start with. So I'm going to say, does anyone in the facility staff ever do field work? What skills does does, this, does that give them that helps now? So all three of us do field work. Everyone here does field work, other than the strange cloaked librarians that aren't really in attendance now. Yeah, so I guess Linda's first instinct, based on the field work that she's done, is that you want to get as many librarians together as possible in a relatively central location because the more minds are working on it and the more skills they have, the better. So Linda's going to say, you know what? As tempted as I am to just close the door and maybe like hunker down until this gets solved, I really think we're better off maybe 
going to somewhere kind of central and and seeing what the others are doing, seeing if there's anything we could help, maybe seeing if there's there's anything we really should or shouldn't do. And I guess the only central place I can think of is the book drop. Zen is thinking the same. That is where we go when the journals alert us to something. It is logical and reasonable that that is where we should go now. Rill is a leathery winged ball curled up with the tail, so one of you is going to have to push them to the book drop. Rill, we're going. Um, you want us to leave you here under the couch or... Just roll them. Roll them to the book drop. <laughs> I'm not going to roll you. <laughs> Dumpling uh, gets up on their two back legs and starts trying to roll you with their teeny tiny little eldritch body. <laughs> Fine. I just wanted to eat candy. God damn it. All right. I'll get up and follow. All right. So I'm going to draw another card. Seven of Pentacles. How does the organization keep the facility's true purpose secret from outsiders? By being as vague as possible and not having orientations. That is true. (laughs) At the end of last arc, we did get a sneak peek at some of the inner workings in the library. And we do know of a second location that I guess is not exactly central. It was very hard to find. But we do know that there is sort of like a central control room. But again, through being as vague as possible, through the sort of magic or who knows what that sends us instructions through the journals instead of through any individual party, most people would not be aware of this like we are. So I think it's probably still best to head to the book drop. Yeah, I think we wouldn't be able to find that like control room central area very easily anyway, and I think that would just be like wasted time that we could be more efficiently putting towards this anomaly. I would like to propose starting a project to find our way to the book drop so that we can count down as we take our various turns. The library is usually very labyrinthine, right? Like usually you can find your way around it if you just have a purpose in mind. But what if pathways are more obscure than usual because it is also trying to obscure the escape of the anomaly, which is why it's taking us even longer to get to the book drop. That's good. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Can we we do some narration about that? Sure. I think what happens, so what happens is we leave that party room and we start walking towards the book drop. There's some quiet mutterings in between ourselves as we try to figure out what's going on here. It's a little difficult just because of the klaxon, the alarm that's going off, and it's a little bit unsettling. But as the moments pass, we don't seem to get any closer to the book drop. In fact, it almost seems like we're walking in a loop. And I don't know who would be the first person to notice this, but someone does and just brings it to everyone's attention that like, hey, like what's going on? We should be at the book drop by now. Yeah, we might need to be moving a little more consciously. Oh boy, it would be real helpful if we'd had an orientation. Normally we can just kind of think our way to the book drop, but uh, I guess we're gonna need to make some choices. Let me pull out my journal again, and I'm going to try and draw a map as we go, so at least we're not doubling back. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, I got these Skittles. Rill just starts dropping Skittles on the ground, like to leave a trail. (laughs) (laughs) And Dumpling starts eating them behind us. No, no, we have to leave it as a trail. Stop (laughs) that. (laughs) I give Dumpling their own little Skittle bag. You can eat out of this one. Don't eat the ones on the floor. The ones on the floor are dirty anyway. 
So with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and propose that we start a project to make our way to the book drop uh, without getting terribly lost. And because this is sort of like the goal uh, and it's going to be more difficult, I'm going to set this at a six. Okay. I drew the tower. Hey, that's Kat's oh, favorite geez. card. Something critical is destroyed utterly. What is it? What if I set the book drop? <laughs> well, you could. And I think we can kind of like swap point of views away from ourselves at times if we need to. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of just narrate whatever's going on in the library instead of just around us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my first my first thought is the book drop because that's like where we were planning on meeting. So outside of our purview, this traveling group's purview, whatever this anomaly is, whatever, like it's just in the shadows, there's maybe flashes of this green light and you can see sort of a, I mean, do you guys have an idea of what this anomaly is yet? Does anyone have like a proposal as to what it is exactly? I don't have anything. I do not. Yeah. But it's probably worth noting that the book drop is really like one of the only or is the only reliable way in and out of the library even if it is a sort of beholden to the whims of whatever forces control this place mm -hmm. so for it to destroy the the book drop is probably a intentional choice on their part Oh yeah, or or maybe it's trying to it's trying to get out, right? Like, but then the actual so to my mind, there's like the book drop room, and then there's like the book drop gates. Maybe the book drop gates are like sealed shut and they can't get through, but the book drop room is kind of like collateral or incidental damage. In my mind, the way the scene's playing out is you have this pan in of the book drop that's dark except for the flashes of green and you just see kind of like a strobe light right like a strobe light effect of these flashes of green and just like books and shelves and desks just being like tossed here and there the void between those towering bookshelves just sort of collapsing in on itself and being lost under a pile of shattered wood and paper oh that's cool i like that yeah let's do that <laughs> Um, so now we advance a project, right? Yeah. So I'll go ahead and move this to a five because we are making our way towards the book drop. Unbeknownst to us that uh, we're not going to have a ton of luck if the goal is to evacuate. All right. So now it is my turn to draw a tarot card. And I drew the Ten of Pentacles. The Pen of Tentacles. Uh, I'm glad you said that because the prompt I want to use is the organization sends much needed supplies and backup. What do they send and how does this avert disaster? So I... I'm going to say, as we make our way down the hallway, muttering, uh, Rail's dropping Skittles, um, Zen's keeping an eye on everything, and Linda's doing her best to draw up a map, ahead of us, we hear a noise like something popping into existence. And one of our friends, the Renticles, pops out <laughs> with a flashlight curled in a tentacled arm, gesturing towards us as if to say, take this, please. And also a late book warning for real. The Renticles are sort of the mysterious eldritch tentacles that serve as sort of the keepers of the library. They usually only show up to remind you to return your library books. But on rare occasions such as this one, they are giving us supplies that we need to move on. 
And we appreciate that. Zen gives one of them a, a, a pat on the tentacle as she takes her flashlight. Rill grumbles and takes the late book warning notice. Linda feels much better knowing that they have some light so they at least can more accurately identify what's going on around them instead of just kind of stumbling through the dark, uh, seeing things in little flashes of green, because that's absolutely the creepiest way to see things. And it is reassuring to know that some things in the library are still working. These eldritch tentacles are still around to help us out. So let's advance that project. All right, we are at A4. All right, I drew the Nine of Swords. Zen's favorite tarot suit. A member of the facility staff is acting paranoid. What are they worried about and how does this isolate them from the rest of the team? I might like to propose that um, since this is now canon and we've introduced it, maybe that we like round a corner and run into one of the various Minervas and maybe she's acting really shifty, like with the implication that she was running an experiment and let this thing out and doesn't want anyone to know. Yeah, and it's also strange to see one of her at all because we were here for how long without ever knowing about her and now... So with our flashlights in hand, we turn a corner and run into a woman in a white lab coat. Presumably there are labs of sorts in this library. There's all sorts of facilities in this library, many of which we've never been to. We don't know what this woman has been doing exactly, but we do recognize her. She is one of the Minervas, one of the many versions of the woman who sort of sits at the center of the library. Versions of her from many, many different universes have come together to sort of keep things in check, but they don't usually leave that central control room, at least that we know about. Certainly we've never seen one outside of that area before, so it is strange to see her here. She's pacing back and forth and looking worried. We don't know what about, but the timing of this seems more than a coincidence. When they round the corner and Linda spots sight of her and realizes that it's one of the Minervas, she waves brightly and shines her flashlight on the figure and says, Oh, hi! Uh, I don't know if you're all Minerva or just that one, but it's nice to meet you if we haven't already. We're going to be heading to the book drop. Um, hopefully, you know, we can uh, get some get some minds on this and I'll stay safe and in one place or at least come up with a, a game plan. D- do you want to do you want to come with us? It's um, it's not a great night to be out here on your own. She raises her hand to cover her eyes as you shine the flashlight in her face. It takes her a second to see you, recognize you, she shakes her head. She's like, no, no, no. You should hide. You should find a place, lock the door, just just take care of yourself. Take care of ourselves from what? It's hard to explain. You should go. You need to go now. Rail looks at everyone else is like, I'm unsettled. Are you guys unsettled? I still think we're probably better off going to the book drop, but yeah, definitely unsettled. And as we are sort of discussing amongst ourselves and being unsettled, she continues to sort of pace back and forth, her pacing taking her further down the hall and back into the darkness. Should we go after her? Honestly, I'm I'm a little worried about her being out here on her own, and she might know what's going on. Grill would try to chase after her, but the halls have sort of like realigned themselves and the passageways have changed and so they go several feet forward but there's no trace of her anymore uh i don't see any skittles this way 
I don't think she's heading towards the book drop. All right, onward we go. If she dies, there are a countless number more of her, so... Okay, well, that's not a great way to... <laughs> it's my turn, right? Has anyone ever died in the library? I think a lot of people have probably died in the library, but... You know, we'll talk about that later. I'm sure it'll come up, man. That's spooky. It's my turn, right? Yes. I got the Empress. The anomaly is building something. What is its goal? How is it doing this? Start a project to represent this. Hey, great question. <laughs> it's building something. I have a proposal. Okay. It has destroyed the book drop. What if in some other corner of the library, it has started to create its own portal? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's trying to get back to um, wherever it's it's from. Or maybe not where it's from, but somewhere it's explicitly not from. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I will put a six on that, I think. Because that's a pretty hefty goal. Uh, do I advance that project or do I wait till the next turn to advance it? I think next turn. Okay. So we do advance our other project. Yes, that is now at a three. So it's my turn again, right? Yes. I drew the page of swords. Ooh, someone new joins the facility staff. How does the anomaly exploit this? So I'm going to go ahead and say, from the corner of the library where the anomaly is working on its project, its portal to unknown lands, a flashlight beam peers out from around a corner. When the light falls over the anomaly, it turns and its eyes fall upon a new librarian, someone who maybe hasn't been here very long, like we were not very long ago. Uh, and the anomaly beckons over at this new librarian, asking them to come closer. Unsure what to do, the librarian does come closer, thinking that maybe whatever's going on, this is supposed to be here, or maybe this is whatever is in charge of the library. And by the time they realize the anomaly's plan, it is too late, and the creature, the anomaly, has touched them and invaded their mind, now able to walk among us as a member of the library staff. Ooh. I love that. Yeah, it's good. And I have advanced our uh, getting to the book drop. All right. And the way this game goes is we just go until the anomaly is no is basically no longer trying to escape or contained. So, just so everyone knows what our wind condition, what our what our condition, wind can fuck. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. This yes. is how the game ends when the anomaly has either escaped or is no longer trying to escape or has been stopped. I've drawn the devil. Ooh. The scary man. The scary man. The anomaly ensnares a member of the team. Their death is assured, but they manage to leave a cryptic clue to save others. What is their warning and what form does it take? Well, that works nicely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the new librarian leaves the portal site. They need something to finish it that they don't have. So they are walking among the library. They come across another librarian, someone who's been here a little longer. I, I, I want to like give some of these people names and shit, but... You do like a name randomizer. There are too many different kinds of fantasy name generators. <laughs> I just need something simple. Halia, a halfling woman, or what would be called a halfling. Very friendly woman. Probably has baked with Linda on more than one occasion. Likes music. That sort of person. Very pleasant to be around. 
And she sees this new librarian and she's just so relieved to see someone else in this darkness. And she calls out to the new librarian. Oh, friend, I'm so glad to see you. Come on, come on. I think we should try and get to the book drop. I imagine people are going to be meeting there. The new librarian, the one taken over by the anomaly, steps closer, walks with her for a little while, but not too long. They keep trying to veer off of the path, and Talia keeps saying, No, 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 that's not the way. That's not the way. I've been down that way. The anomalous librarian needs to get away. And so they take action, strike out at this woman. There's a struggle in the darkness. We can't see it. We see flashes of it with the flashing green light. Soon, there's only Halia. She's on the ground, alone, not moving. But she's managed to scrawl something in her journal. Something cryptic and fast and hard to read. The thing left her almost dead, not entirely dead. And before she took her final breaths, she managed to write something down. It says, it's one of us. Oh, that's so spooky. <laughs> Alright, my turn. Let's advance our project dice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Advance a project. Alright, we should get to the book drop very soon. I drew the Seven of Wands. Interesting. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to say another contained anomaly offers to help the facility staff contain the breach. What cost will this aid come at? I'm going to have to think about this. Because I need to think of a way where they even run into another contained anomaly. Well, remember, it doesn't have to be with us necessarily. So it could be like like a Minerva's behind the scenes and like one of the anomalies like rattles the bars. I have a suggestion for the helpful anomaly. Okay. Some sort of sentient weapon. Oh, interesting. Ooh, like a sword that talks. And yeah, wants to slay evil. For example, don't sue me, Brendan Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me think how this, how this would go. So I imagine in another part of the library, there are jail cells almost, or more like wards. Some of these wards just have a solid door with some kind of magical lock keeping it in place. Other of these wards, there's a guard, just in case they find a way to break out just a separate line of security the scene closes in on one of these wards where there's some kind of archivist i guess or just maybe just a guard maybe one of those like hooded archivists that takes our anomalies away when we bring them home yeah they're standing in front of this door despite the alarms going off despite the flashing lights they're being loyal to their position here Despite what's going on out there, they need to make sure whatever's in here, in front of this door, doesn't get out. Because it could make things worse. They hear light tapping behind them in the door. And most of the time, they just ignore it. Because whatever is in this ward has a habit of trying to smooth talk their way out of this certain situation. And... By now, the archivists, the library staff, they know better. I guess, would someone want to play the librarian and then I can play the uh, anomaly? Sure, I can play the librarian. There's just a low voice that speaks up behind them. This is an eventful evening, isn't it? What's going on out there? You know I'm not going to tell you that because the minute I tell you that, you're going to find a way to convince me you need to be in the action. Well, 
it sounds like there's something pretty bad going on out there, so... It's not great. What if I said that I could help you? For what? Like, you help and and what? We give, we give you a gold star? We give you a medal? Put a plaque on, on front of the door? What, what do you want? Nothing that meaningless. Just, just a few moments of freedom while I help you. Just a reprieve from this sad little room. All right, look. Honestly, I think we're in over our heads here. So uh, you just you just sit tight for a minute, all right? I'm gonna gonna radio the boss and uh, see if maybe maybe we do need your help just this once. But don't get a big head about it. And this is not a done deal yet. Big head? Me? Never. So uh, so the guard picks up their radio and uh, presses the button. And says twenty seven sixteen dash D. They want to help. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wait, are you serious? Damn, okay. And uh, they put the radio back in their belt and they say, All right, you're up, kid. And they unlock the door. Should we end the scene here or do you want me to describe it further? <laughs> Let's maybe come back to it. Okay, sounds good. So we all advance our tracks. We are at zero for the book drop. So whatever uh, we pull on this next turn will be happening at the book drop. Sounds good. I think it's your turn. It is. I pulled temperance. A calming energy resides over the facility. What conflicts are halted by this? What urgent matters are neglected? So I'm going to, I think my proposal here is going to be that we make it to the book drop and everyone's relieved for a second. So we start like letting our guard down and like checking amongst ourselves and not paying attention to the fact that like the new librarian has shown up and is acting kind of weird. Does that work for y'all? Yeah, and I think there might be, you know, we're not the first ones there, and even though the book drop is kind of fucked up, it is calming to see that people are congregating here. Yeah. So finally, our familiar team of three archivists makes it to a location that they know. There are a handful of other groups huddled in the book drop. It's certainly seen better days. Something or someone has torn it apart. But in spite of this carnage, it is pleasant to see that there are other people here. There's a sense of community, of bonding together, of not being alone. Linda immediately jumps into action, walking around the room, looking for um, some of their friends, looking for people like like Joseph, like Hope, like, um, like Desi, making sure that everyone's okay. As she's flitting around the room, she's also meeting some new folks she's never seen, including a newer archivist, their newest arrival, who is uh, oddly quiet, kind of off in a corner, but Linda assumes that it's just anxiety. Gives them a pat on the back, gives them a Snickers, and turns around to uh, check on uh, all of her friends and see if there's anything she can do to help people. We move the track down one, right? There is yes. two left. Oh boy. So yeah, unless there's anything y'all want to do in that scene, I think we're good. Yeah, Rill's just vibing. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, we are mingling with our friends, checking on them, and because of that, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what the anomaly is doing, so we don't really have a sense of urgency right now. I imagine that the anomaly that was in this room is no longer in this room. Because it's already either taken what it's needed or it's surveyed the surroundings and is like, okay, uh, my work here is done. And then it went back to its project on the other side of the library. 
All right, so for the next one, I drew the Four of Pentacles, which is, what's a unique geographical feature of the area? How does this endanger the facility? I think the obvious is the book drop. By now, we are noticing that the book drop has been destroyed. This sort of shatters the calm and comfort that we initially felt by seeing familiar faces. Now we're realizing that that strange void that used to be there is buried in books and paper, and the large bookshelves that seemed to contain it are also collapsed. We don't know how this could have happened. We don't know what could have done this. At this point, someone gets a little too close, starts moving some of those books aside, tossing them away to see if that void is still there. Unfortunately for this innocent librarian, it is. Without the bookshelves that must have contained it before, it's sort of flickering and shifting and splurts out from between those books and that librarian is just gone. They've probably been sent down to some world or another, but without an anchor, who can say? Did anyone else see that? Linda gasps and takes a step back. And the void seems to be expanding. I'm going to start a project track for the void and basically say, the void is expanding. If it counts all the way down, that's very bad for us. Oh no. So this is sort of a secondary crisis that we have to deal with in addition to the anomaly. I'm also going to propose an action here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's introduce a character. But the character I want to introduce is that archivist down in the anomaly room. Oh, the guard. Yeah, I want to shift back to them and um, give them some additional details. This person is one of those robed archivists that always shows up to collect the anomalies when a team of librarians returns through the book drop. They show up, they take the items away, and they are uniquely skilled with dealing with them and handling them. They have been in this library for a long time, longer than they really remember. And they were a librarian themselves once, going on countless missions before eventually getting promoted or maybe retiring. It's hard to say whether this is upward mobility or downward mobility. But now they work with the anomalies exclusively. They were guarding this group of anomalies tonight, but now that there's been a containment breach, and now that they've received instructions from the hires up, They, along with this helpful anomaly, are leaving their post and moving through the shifting corridors of the library. Should I draw another card? I got the Three of Wands. Three of Wands. A member of the staff suggests safety precautions. What goes wrong because they aren't followed? I imagine that this whole book drop collapsing in on itself and expanding is not a frequent occurrence, and so there are arguments as to how to handle this. One group of people are like, okay, we should just stay away from it, and that is a safety precaution that is being set. Other people maybe want to try to get a hand at fixing it with whatever knowledge that they may have of arcane portals. One person manages to convince the other group, like, hey, let me let me give this a shot. They move forward to examine this portal. They, they make sure not to get sucked in. But whatever 
they did or tried to do just expands it even further. <laughs> oh no! A big chunk of the room kind of gets sucked into the, the portal. Zen starts yelling for everyone to get back. Should Do we uh, probably advance an extra one on the project then? There's no rule for that. Okay. All right. One more advancement until the anomalies portal gets completed. I don't know what happens when that happens, but <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's my turn. I drew the magician, which in this deck is a very spooky card. Someone is discovered actively using the powers of the anomaly for their own ends. Who? How did they discover this power? So maybe there is an archivist that actually let this anomaly out to try to traverse worlds in some way. I have a proposal. What if someone from the mayor library is here? Oh, interesting. Would it be Ooh. Zen? <laughs> yeah, can 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 Dark Zen come out to play? Yeah, let's let's bring out Dark Zen. But it says they're discovered, so. Well, I guess they could be discovered by the anomaly or the guard or someone. I was thinking maybe like the other anomaly that got let out. You mentioned sword, and then to me, I was thinking like either some kind of like a human I don't know my brain is horny so I just thought of like humanoid sword person like a sword that turns into a person but then I was like well maybe it's like some kind of Bappy's playing boyfriend (laughs) in my mind I was thinking like some kind of like creature that's like a a mage or magic hunter because you mentioned something about a sword that slays evil things or maybe maybe it became like corrupted somehow and it's it can sense like energies or like magic energies and it and it senses this dark librarian this mirror archivist and now that it's out it's actually like hmm i'm intrigued by this weird person and i actually want to go there tldr what if zen somehow makes it out dark zen makes it out with two anomalies (laughs) i like that so in my mind this other anomaly is some kind of like like mage hunter or magic hunter. It's not exactly humanoid. I think it can be like a shapeshifter, but it has a way to sense magic and it's dangerous just because it has grown beyond the purpose it was intended for, which was to hunt evil. And now it's more that it's drawn towards evil and is intrigued and interested by it. Uh, yeah, I like that, but should we, like, play this out somehow? Yeah, we could. I guess- okay, let me think here. You two have both played two of these characters, and that leaves me with Evil Zen. That's true. Oh, perfect. So, I think as these two are sort of walking around- I just think of, like, this good- not, like, buddy cop situation for some reason. (laughs) So, yeah, so go ahead and describe- the anomaly is yours now, so go ahead and- Oh, no. really settle on it. Well, not- the the second the helpful anomaly is yours now. Yeah. Oh man. Do you guys have any ideas on how it should look like? I was just thinking of like a gangly looking skeleton man for some reason. That's just what is in my brain. But like I said, I think it's kind of like a shapeshifter so it can change into like a bone sword. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Ooh, I kind of like a like a talking bone sword. In my mind, the archivist that has been guarding this anomaly has it, not necessarily maybe on a leash, but all like some kind of chain to keep it from wandering off. It's been good so far. It just sort of follows along and is kind of just making snarky comments, just like, do you even know where you're going? 
That's kind of the reason that uh, that we brought you out. Maybe you should tell me where we're going. I mean, I'm I'm doing my best, but uh, I uh, I'm not the one who can smell and sense unusual uses of magic. There's just a wide glowing grin and just like glowing eyes in the dark. In this sort of quote unquote humanoid form, it is a towering figure of like eight plus feet and is just hunched over and looking down, like looming over this archivist. Not necessarily trying to be intimidating, but also not not trying to be intimidating. Hmm, follow me then. And starts going down a side hallway. This archivist probably does suspect it's just dragging it wherever into danger, dragging them wherever into danger. Uh, They probably don't suspect that it is leading them towards... Not the anomaly exactly, but towards where they sense this mysterious essence is. As they move down these corridors, these shifting, turning darkness, this pulsing green light, they're definitely getting closer to something. The archivist can probably feel it, the wrongness in the air. Everyone knows what anomalies feel like, but it's off. It doesn't feel exactly like an anomaly. It feels different here. It's been changed by its time out. Until they turn another corridor and see a figure at the end of the hall. A tall woman, over seven feet tall, scaled, long tail, and a huge sword strapped to her back. The archivist recognizes this person. They've collected anomalies before from the team that this particular woman belongs to. Or at least they thought they recognized this person. As they get closer, something seems off. It's not Zen. It is Zen. They don't know. This reptilian person holds themselves differently, looks at them with an expression of malice that the regular Zen just doesn't have, and they say, can't let you go this way. You're gonna need to turn back if you know what's good for you. Hey, so uh, you're you're Zen, right? I heard maybe some of the others were uh, heading to the to the book drop. You should probably uh, head down there. You you know how to get there, right? You should turn back. I won't ask you again. The archivist turns and looks at the anomaly. <laughs> the anomaly is looking straight at Zen and is probably holding up the one chained wrist, just kind of pulling them along so that this other Zen can see. You're not from around here, are you? Well, you're perceptive. You're not an archivist. Or a librarian. You're not one of them. I definitely am not. But there's something about you that intrigues me. There's something about you that intrigues me. How do they make use of you here? Oh, they keep me locked up in a room. I can do better than that. Uh, no, hold on. This was not- this was not the deal. We're not having this conversation. You're welcome to try. And they just hold out their arm waiting for this other Zen to break them free. The archivist is going to pull a a whistle out of one of their pockets and blow on it as hard as they can, as if to say, I need backup now. And they turn to try and drag the helpful anomaly away. As the archivist blows their whistle, Zen, Dark Zen, acts at the same time, in one smooth motion, pulling the sword from her back and breaking the chain that binds the archivist to the helpful anomaly. As this happens, this helpful, quote-unquote, helpful anomaly shifts into their sword form, 
and it's just a second giant fuck off sword for Dark Zen that is just this glistening ivory sword that radiates this sort of menacing, uncomfortable energy. The other Zen drops her sword. She doesn't need it anymore. She has a better one. This anomalous sword finds its way to her hand, and she doesn't even bother to deal with the archivist. She just turns and goes. The archivist takes off like a shot, blowing the whistle all the way and running towards the book drop absolutely as fast as they can in the hopes of trying to get some backup or at least letting people know that uh, Zen or not Zen has gone rogue uh, and an anomaly certainly has gone rogue. My timer drops down to zero now for the anomalies project. So I guess Zen and the sword and the other anomaly are gone now. (laughs) Well, opening the portal... We can still roleplay after the portal is open. They have a working portal. Maybe they need to attune it now. Okay. So how many how many steps should that project be? I'm going to say four. Four? Okay. Let's what put risky it... Risky business. Let's put it at four. Okay, that was the magician. Okay. So that was my poll. All right, so mine. All right, I drew the eight of wands, and this is interesting. The anomaly willingly forgoes an opportunity to escape, to protect something or someone. What isn't the anomaly willing to sacrifice? So, the anomaly has been working on this portal. They destroyed the book drop, they moved to a far quarter of the library, and they've been working to create their own means of escape. And now they've got it open. A void that looks like the void of the book drop, but instead of sort of being a nothingness, it's a sort of chaos and swirling lights The sort of thing you don't want to look at for too long. The sort of thing that you don't know what it will do to you if you look at it too long. But they're not ready to go. They're waiting. They have the portal open, but there's still something here that they need before they can go through it. What do we think that is? It's not the other Zen, is it? Say it could be that that whatever their goal is, Dark Zen said, I'll take you I'll take you there, I'll help your your goal, but you know, if you just if you just break out without my help, you won't be able to get it. It could be that they maybe want a uh, like a journal of their own. Maybe maybe they wanna avoid getting recaptured and so they need to know what the movement is of the librarians. Maybe they need Zen to sort of attune the portal. Maybe Zen is connected to an anchor. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So the anomaly is waiting. The dark Zen that came here to help them break free is still needed to get them out of here. Because like any archivist, Zen is connected to an anchor that can bring her home. Or in this case, through the portal. We don't really know how the librarians operate in that other place, and we're afraid to find out, frankly. But Zen has, Dark Zen, has stepped off into the library to buy the anomaly some time, found another new toy to play with, but now she needs to find her way back before the anomaly can go. It doesn't know what will happen if they just step through that portal without her, and they're not willing to risk it. I will draw the card. Knight of Swords. This one's kind of hard. Someone sees an opportunity, accomplishing something incredible despite the risk. What did they accomplish and who is endangered to do it? So in my mind, someone closed, not closed, but pacified the book drop portal. But I don't know exactly how they got there exactly. 
dumpling. Yeah. Um, dumpling. <laughs> I think, okay then. So as everyone is freaking out in the book drop because this portal keeps expanding wider and wider and debris and books and whatnot keep getting sucked into the portal dumpling waddles over to the portal and rail's just like wait you can't go uh that's 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 dangerous and dumpling just keeps waddling over and rail is hesitating on whether they should follow but they're not gonna let dumpling just walk in his portal and get sucked in so so they follow after and try to pick up dumpling and all of a sudden dumpling is just very heavy just just like a big boulder that is slowly creeping towards this portal with determination and real is trying to drag them back and they're just like okay uh i was carrying you earlier today what the get get back here and dumpling just drags real closer to the portal and i guess how should this look like when dumpling stabilizes the portal <laughs> it would be really cool if it was almost like the damage was rewound oh interesting i was imagining something completely different oh okay. what were you imagining sort of like a kirby-esque dumpling opens its mouth and sucks it up <laughs> oh my god that's way better <laughs> so, okay so that's that's what happens as dumpling gets closer to the portal they can't get too close because they're very aware that Rill is trying to pull them back and Rill would get sucked in, though Dumpling might not. Dumpling plops down on its back legs and just goes, <gasps> and just like, just vacuums up the portal or whatever chaotic swelling and energies it is being assaulted by. Just a moment later, it's, it's as if there was nothing there in the first place. Just everything has calmed down, swirling pieces of debris that were flying around just like flop onto the ground, lifeless, and Dumpling just kind of looks back at everyone, just just blinks. Burps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dumpling has devoured the void. Correct. What is Dumpling? Was that you or was that Zen? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just don't know. Yep. It's a quest big question mark. So the project counter is down to three for attuning the anomaly's portal. All right. And I think in this case, that now means that, like, that's when Zen gets back there. Dark Zen. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Okay. I have drawn the Nine of Swords. Did we do that one already? Yes, yes we did. Because I remember thinking earlier, the Sign of Nords. <laughs> <laughs> We have the Five of Cups. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, wait, maybe not. I was going to say a project fails and the organization demand answers who takes the blame and what really happened because we have the um, the guard archivist. But that wasn't a project. Yeah. yeah, the only project we have going right now is for the anomaly. So I guess we'll do the organization pulls critical support. What does the team no longer have the resources to do? So I'm going to go ahead and say that um, right after Dumpling has eaten the void and solved the problem in the book drop, the guard archivist busts in. They are blowing their whistle furiously and they come to a screeching halt in the middle of you all and dig frantically in their pockets trying to find the, um, the radio that they were using earlier. 
they spit their whistle out and hold the radio up to their mouth and go, hello, I need backup now. Do you hear me? I need backup now. There's some kind of intruder in the library and the anomaly has broken out. We need backup. No, no, the other anomaly. Wait, what? No, 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 Uh uh-uh, no. Are you, and the line goes dead. They curse and throw their radio against the ground and it shatters. And they turn and look up at everyone, their face just blank. What happens when they see Zen? As they're scanning the room, they look across and lock eyes with Zen. They point right at Zen and say, I know what you're up to. You better give that back right now. Um, excuse me? All she has in her hands is a Snickers bar. (laughs) And confused, she just holds it out to this archivist. I think you're supposed to say trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) No, the sword. Look, I don't know what's up, but I've been here the whole time. I just saw you right back there. You stole that anomaly. You are not supposed to have that. And if you don't want to end up right where all those anomalies do, where our worst, most troublesome anomalies do, where no one's going to see you for a thousand eons, you better give me that sword back right now. Look, I don't know what you're... And I think at this point in a uh, nearby corridor, someone screams. And we all rush over there and find a dead halfling with a note a, a dying note that says oh no oh no it's one of us okay wait 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 wait. let's not jump to any conclusions here real would like slide in between zen and the archivist and be like uh she's been with us the whole time like it couldn't have been her linda's also going to to step next to real and say we know Zen and we trust Zen. So if you saw something that looked like Zen or acted like Zen, we know it wasn't our Zen. Oh shit. Was the Zen kind of like a confrontational asshole? Like really condescending and just like kind of a dickhead? Wow, rude. Not, not, no, the not you, but the, the Zen they ran into. Well, I mean, now that you mention it, yes, but, oh, fuck. but that... People can put on an act. No, I think, I think, guys, I think it's, it's th- those other ones, the, the other, the other you. It's the other you. We've never seen another me. Okay, but, but this fits the bill, right? No offense, but I hope not. Okay, well, right now they think it's you. I, I know the feeling, but it would probably actually be better if it was the other you. Unless you're hiding something, Zen, but you've been right here with us, so I don't think so. What do we do? I guess we can just offer to offer to help. Yeah, I'd, I'm down to help. I'd love to help. Okay, so we'll try to find the Zen, this other Zen, or someone who looks like Zen, and we'll look for these missing anomalies. That'll clear her name, right? Well, I guess I don't really have a ton of other choices. Since they're not sending any backup, this is my problem to solve now, apparently. Let's all go together. Name's Tomlin, by the way. Nice to meet you, I guess, even if I'm skeptical. I want as many of you around me as possible at all times. No one leaves eyesight. You understand? Right. Okay. All right. Let's go. It's just very funny to imagine Rill is still in their dragon onesie while all this is happening. (laughs) Uh, Earlier when you were describing the supposedly helpful anomaly, all I could think of was the Home Depot skeleton. (laughs) Zen is still wearing cat ears. It's actually Papyrus Undertale. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
I wish it was Papyrus Undertale. He's nice. All he cares about is spaghetti and looking cool. So I have drawn the Nine of Wands. So, the facility staff begins to quarantine sections of the facility to keep the anomaly's threat from spreading. Who is left behind by this policy? So, there's a group of us now. So there's Tomlin, the archivist, surrounded by our team of archivists, Rails and Linda. A few of our other archivist friends, they did say they wanted as many people around them as possible. And we are moving through the library. As we go, we see other hooded, cloaked archivists securing corridors, taping them off with like a fluorescent yellow caution tape, I guess just to keep track of where they've been. And as they go, they catch sight of Tomlin and call out to them. You need to help us with this. This is the assignment now. Tomlin's going to go over and say, look, I might have radioed in to get some help from one of the anomalies and they may be in the hands of someone else, an intruder at this time. So um, I guess I can do this if that's what you want, but uh, I've been told I kind of need to clean that up first. Well, we've been in direct contact with the higher ups and they're telling us that you've messed this up enough already. We're just going to play this by the book. We're going to narrow down the search. So start closing off corridors. Make sure people are safe. Tomlin is going to turn and sigh and massage their temples like they're trying to fight off a migraine. I guess I need to clean this up, but I'm also not supposed to let at least the sword woman out of my line of sight. I'm actually trying to really decide what, like, where I want to go because... I feel like they're going to want to stay, but also that's like not good storytelling. Maybe they tell the others to keep going. Okay. Yeah. And maybe Sen is also made to stay behind with them. Yeah. I mean, Rill would want to help prove Zen's innocence. So. Okay. Okay. So then I guess um, Talman is going to look at three of them and say, if you can recover that anomaly for me, you're doing me a real solid. But regardless of what you do next... I gotta stay here, and she's gotta stay here. I'm not taking any more chances with this. Somebody's dead. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. We will attempt to bring back that anomaly. Yeah, okay, cool. You two go ahead, and I'll stand here and hold the caution tape. That's fine. Zen says bitterly. (laughs) Zen, we will be back as soon as we possibly can, and I promise we will do everything in our power to show them that it was not you. You have done nothing wrong. Can I have another Snickers? Absolutely. Linda pulls, like, as many Snickers out of her bag as she can, and she's like, I will be back. I'll have more, I promise. All right. You should probably go. So yeah, I guess Linda and Rill and whoever else is feeling brave goes ahead and breaks off and tries to go and find Dark Zen. Okay, that is now at a one. Let's go. Five of swords. Oh, this is good. Yeah, Ooh, this, this is, is good. good one. Okay, which one do you guys want to do? I think either of these is really good. I don't think I do. Okay, let's do the facility security try to attack the anomaly with disastrous consequences. What does the anomaly do to them when they are at its mercy? At least in in my mind, I imagine the facility security in this case would probably be like Rill and Linda, right? Yeah, I guess so. So 
I imagine they're running down the corridors, turning all these corners, and they don't have a end location in mind. It's just in their minds, they're just like, take us to wherever Dark Zen is or wherever these anomaly, this anomaly is. Because the anomaly is already so close to escaping, it's no longer about trying to block off the anomaly. So the winding hallways security measure is no longer in place. They get there a lot quicker than they expect. As they turn another corner and run down this corridor, they see two figures and a really big sword. At the end of the hallway is that very chaotic looking portal. As before, it's difficult to look at. As they approach, Zen is arguing with the anomalous librarian, saying, Listen, you don't know how hard it is to get in here. It's equally hard to get out. My anchor needs to cut through the signal to pull us out of here. It's going to take a little more time. If Rill sees those figures, they just grab Linda and try to pull her back. They're just like, wait, 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 wait. I think we found who we're looking for, but it's probably not a good idea for us to just run in there, right? Do you have a plan? Now that you mention it, not particularly, except for, I guess I can go in there and start talking with them and try to stall them. I have not taken enough sword lessons to want to, like, fight them head on, but I can probably stall them long enough that maybe you can wrestle the sword away, or we can see if we can stall them long enough that security gets here? Real just gives Linda a dead stare when she suggests wrestling the sword away from Zen. (laughs) I have a request. Okay, go for it. Linda acting as Dark Linda. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, so here's what we want to do. I'm going to try and distract them and try and keep them from from doing anything crazy or productive. We're not that far. Maybe you can go back and and try and get Tomlin or one of the other like security folks to come back and and try and catch them in the act. Does that sound okay? I don't want to leave you by yourself, though. There were people following us, right? Like maybe we can just keep stalling them and then I can try to get that sword out of not Zen's grip or something. Or I, I mean... Then I'll distract them, and, and you keep watch and bring everyone up to speed when they get here, okay? Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll just be right there. If something goes wrong, I, I can just come right back and we'll, we'll regroup. Just be careful, okay? I, I will. Linda turns around and she takes off her cat ears and undoes a couple buttons on her cardigan. <laughs> on the cardigan! <laughs> she takes like a really deep breath and like swaggers out chest forward and says, Hey, nerds. what's going on the zen standing there freezes and then turns looks at linda stares at her absolutely bewildered hi zen my baby turtle what's going on over here i told you not to call me that what the (laughs) hell are you doing here i just not sure i can trust you properly off on your own so i'm just coming to just Make sure things are going as planned and shit. (laughs) This is going to make us so much harder. (laughs) Who's pulling us back then if you're here? Rill, of course, dum-dum. That seems to clue her in a little bit. Dark Linda would never call her something as uh, innocent as dum-dum. She steps forward and realizes that this Linda isn't wearing nearly enough leather. And the game is up. <laughs> What's the problem? Why are you all in my face? The Zen size is just like, looks like I get to buy us some more time the fun way. And 
lifts that sword and charges. Rill would seize what is happening and just dives in and tries to tackle Linda out of the way. Yeah, Rill tackles Linda out of the way and gets hit with the full weight of Zen, who, despite having the big fuck-off sword, does not seem to be swinging to kill. Instead, they tackle Rill to the ground, and now they have a hostage. Oh god, my bones! Linda, go! Linda, stay here. We're just gonna wait a few more minutes. I'll be out of here. Just stay cool and nothing has to happen to- Rill just kind of grits her teeth and is just trying to, like, wriggle out of Dark Sen's grasp. (laughs) This one's so small and pathetic. The other use a little scrappier. What Linda's going to do is that she's looking back and forth at at Zen and Rill and calculating. And part of her wants to keep up the charade, but obviously Zen saw through it. And so she is going to just hold her hands up and say, all right, okay, there's no reason to get violent. I'll just sit tight. I'm just I'm just sitting on the floor. okay?" And she like slowly lowers herself back down and buttons her cardigan back up and just says, I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to be here. Uh, no funny business. And you just you just leave real when you go. Okay. See how I'm feeling. I'll offer you a Snickers bar if you let real go. <laughs> wow. You were real different. Just sit down. Shut up. Shutting up is the hardest thing she's ever done in her life, but she's doing it. What are you even doing here? Why would I tell you that? All right. What do we think? One more card? Sure. See how this ends? Yeah. Yeah. I drew the five of pentacles. I'm nervous about how this is going to end. Worried about all my children. (laughs) Judgment. A conspiracy centuries in the making is uncovered. What role does the anomaly play in it? Ooh, that's a good one. I think I finally decided what our anomaly is. Okay, tell me. Our anomaly is another Minerva, but sort of an inhuman Minerva, sort of just an energy being. A Minerva from a strange, dark, twisted universe that has been contained here. It really belongs in the other library, and Zen has come to take it back. Oh, that's so good. I like that a lot. So I think at this point, the anomaly releases the librarian they've been using the body of. The new librarian falls to the ground, unconscious, maybe dead leaving behind just the anomaly, sort of an energy creature, sort of the shape of a person, but not really a person. And they say, we need to go. Are we ready to go? And the other Zen, still straddling Rill, kind of turns to look at it, irritated. Says, you should be more grateful, you know? These things take time. Do you know how long it took just to get here? Hold on. As long as no one else comes to fuck this up, we'll be out of here in just a few seconds. Do Rill and Linda recognize it as a Minerva? I don't know if Rill can see it right now. Linda recognizes that it has a familiarity, but I'm not sure she necessarily knows it's a Minerva. But she does know for sure that whatever it is, if Dark Zen is trying to take it back, and she already mentioned that Dark Linda is in on it, something bad is going to happen if it gets back. They've been gathering anomalies for a reason, and this one is not, you know, a magic cup or an egg or a critter. This is like a humanoid person who clearly has enough intelligence to disguise itself and build things. And so Linda is very concerned. So, we do know how we, um, got rid of 
the void between the book drop. Do we think that might work here as well? What a dumpling? <laughs> yeah. Probably. I think so. If we uh, if we want to end this on a positive note, I don't see why a dumpling couldn't come to the rescue and suck up the book drop. I am off the record. Uh, I am imagining, basically, we stop this Minerva creature from escaping, but Zen and the sword get out. Yeah, that tracks with I me. I just imagine they all escape, honestly. <laughs> That's also fine for me. Yeah, I think we could do that too. Maybe they all escape and the other, the nervous Minerva from earlier shows up and explains. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, let's do that, I think. All right. So Zen seems to be listening, her head up. Some things are the same across all Zens, apparently, because she seems to be listening to the voice inside of her head, probably talking to the anchor. And finally, she says to the energy being, All right, they're ready for us. You go first. And the energy creature steps through the portal, which shudders, the chaotic swirls within pulsing, in a, again, in a way you don't want to look at. And then Zen shoves Rayla into the ground before hopping up and sprinting through the portal. And then, sort of anticlimatically, it closes behind her. She's gone. The bone sword is gone. The energy being, the anomaly, is gone. And the library is quiet. The light's slowly starting to flicker back on. Ow, fuck. Did you see what it was? I didn't get a good look at it. It was like a... Like a- being made out of energy i it reminded me of someone but i i don't i don't know what it really was it definitely wasn't like a sword or a key or something something chill like that and at that moment the nervous minerva we saw earlier comes sprinting around the corner with this big ass backpack and gun combo sort of like a ghostbusters unit (laughs) and she says where is it where is she uh, you just missed it. Wait, she? The other archivists are starting to catch up now. The cloaked ones, the other librarians, Zen with them. And Minerva is just like, yeah, it's hard to explain. She's gone, then. Do you know where she went? Probably that other library. As far as we could tell, that's that's usually where they like to go. All of the blood drains out of her face, and she lifts up a hand and rubs at her temples and says, That's bad. That's real bad. Listen, I didn't want to press too much earlier, but can you tell us exactly what's going on? Because I felt a little unprepared in this situation, honestly. Oh, we're all unprepared. Trust me. She's back where she belongs, and that's one thing we never wanted to happen. I'm sorry. She... I owe you an explanation. She got in my head. That's how she got out. She is me. She is us. She's one of me, that is. Tomlin in the back whistles and says, So you're telling me there's some sort of mirror universe Minerva that went back where she came from? Because, uh, that sounds bad. Yep. She didn't come from any universe. She came from a different version of this place, of the library. She was made there. She is it, as far as I know. Wait, what do you mean she is it? She is it. It is her. They're linked. They're connected. Whatever they've been doing over there, having her there is going to just make them more dangerous, more powerful. Oh, great. Because they weren't already kicking our asses before. Gotta admit, don't love that. I did say it was bad. 
Well, sounds like you were right, but um, I guess there's not much we can do about it now other than keep an eye open. No, nothing we can do here except prepare ourselves for the worst. Linda decides to pour the contents of her her bag out onto the floor, and conveniently, it's basically all Halloween candy. She says, <laughs> well, um, this is not the best Halloween I've ever had, honestly, but um, while you're here, uh, happy Halloween, everyone. And everyone jumps up into the air, and there's a freeze frame. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, kind of a downer ending. No, we got candy. That's true. We did get candy. <laughs> Well, no, that was that was fun. That was spooky. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for yeah. listening. Thank you for being here with us tonight, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, thanks so much. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Bappy, and Siva. Find us on Twitter at, at the Archives Pod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Subscribe to our Ko-fi for all sorts of exclusive bonuses, behind-the-scenes content, and other fun surprises. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.